0: Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So thank you guys for being here again. If you didn't already know, this episode is a pre well, there was a predecessor to this. Isn't that the way this goes? Yeah, we, we had a live stream. Yeah, we live s- s- strum live streams. <laughs> and the stream. whole <laughs> the whole point was we dressed up. I've got my lovely Morticia, which is Julia, and I kind of just did this like weird skeleton thing, but we drank it. and we talked and we caught up with everything going on. We talked about Courage the Cowardly Dog, all kinds of scary things that we didn't realize were part of our childhoods until this live stream You're traumatized my man. Um, if you missed it, uh. Let us know if you'd be interested in partaking in another drunk live stream. We would more than happily have our catching ups recorded because we love doing it anyway. It doesn't really matter Yeah, to it us. was really just
1: me and I catching up. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it was extremely fun. Um, it was really nice bonding with people that are on our Patreon who attended the, um, the live stream and our friends and it was just a really good time. So if you would be interested... To partake in the next one, let us know and we will schedule a new drunk live stream. Yeah, I was into it. It was fun. It was, honestly, it was not because I am more than half a bottle of vodka in. It was just a good fucking time, honestly. It really was. It was two
1: hours long. Like, after a while, I was like, we need to record the actual podcast.
0: Yeah, I forgot that we had to do that tonight because it just got... Way too fun. Yeah. But as usual, I would like to welcome all of you to the Ghouls Room. We are your hosts. I am Emmy. And I am Julia. And welcome back to the Halloween festivities. This is the last week of us, you know, doing this sp- super spooky Halloween concentration. We talked about Headless Horsemen. We talked about. I'm sure we talked about witches. We talked about all kinds of spooky things that you see. Mermaids, sirens, all the kinds of things that you see every year around Halloween. And now we are coming to the end, which is so shocking because I felt like we just started yesterday. Yeah, I know. I'm just
1: like, Halloween, it's here, man. Although, because we post on Sundays, this is going to be aired on November 1st. It's going to be November.
0: It's going to be a start of the new winter fall season um i hope this kind of maybe acts as if like a little bit of halloween nostalgia for you because yeah. it is going to be we don't want to like make things different with the release only because it's halloween but yeah. i think sunday is only it's only one day after you know like yeah. halloween was it's, it's gonna be saturday so
1: it's Halloween weekend
0: Halloween weekend so. yeah because this is this is the <laughs> one holiday where you have to make it a weekend you gotta make it a week even if it. it I mean, I remember what was it? Our sophomore year of college. It was a Wednesday or a Thursday. Oh, yeah, it was, that was definitely. So bad. It was. Oh. It wasn't even a Halloween. It was a Halloween. It wasn't a Halloween weekend. Yeah. It was a Halloween. So this idea of Halloween being a single day—it's a myth. Yeah. <laughs> so we are super happy to have you back, uh, Julia, Do you want to share our social medias with the crew? Hell yeah, I do.
1: So if you want to catch more drunk live streams you can catch us on the ghouls room on instagram with an underscore in between each word we also have the same username for our twitter account you can email us at the ghouls room podcast with a period in between each word at gmail.com we also have a facebook cool group called the ghouls room and you can just feel free to message us on all of those and last but not least we have a patreon also called The Ghoul's Room, where you can see all of our artwork and all of our uh, podcasts are filmed. So you can see us in person. You can see our costumes. Although mine has kind of devolved. I had some red stiletto nails that I just oh ripped off. Oh my god,
0: they because... were beautiful but she is this fucking animal and she was done. I couldn't we... do it. I was like, no. <laughs> the, to be honest, it was I mean, they they fell off at the end of the live stream and that was the point yeah. where it was yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, uh, we started ordering, f- sushi was involved, food was involved, it, it comes I have I've got these like black, thick layer of It's just (laughs) lipstick residue, but it's getting, there's definitely a layer, (laughs) there's a layer outside the glass where when I put my lip to it, I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm, there's something here, so.
1: I just took my eyelashes off and that was euphoric.
0: She has those magnetic eyelashes too, which is so nice. It's
1: cool, but like, they just feel so much better without them.
0: Amen, they're too heavy. Uh. too heavy and as always um friends we are not scientists in the upcoming podcast you're about to hear we would like to thank all the public available scholarly articles forums pages that have done this research or have accumulated this research over the times And have shared it with us because that is kind of where we are getting all of our information because we, at this point in time, cannot go out and gather it ourselves without having to go to our day-to-day jobs because we are doing our fucking best. So thank you so much for the internet and Wikipedia and History.com and Reddit and just all those people who have made their research available to the public and to be shared to the creative public because we would not be here without you so thank you again if we by any chance mentioned you or your work in the podcast please let us know and we will fix that if we have not mentioned you but we will do our best to make sure you are copyrighted to the fullest extent, especially if it is story related, and that is where <laughs> I
1: have. Our I was going to say, I, I think I don't know if we've explicitly stated it, but we have been drinking before this. Uh yeah, so,
0: for sure. In for case sure. you were like, "Wow,
1: things seem a little off this time," that's why.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, I've been tipsy uh, before in a few of these episodes, but this time, it's 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 full on. I I mean, if you're not. On our th- was it third or fourth tier you can see our videos. Is it fourth tier? Third and fourth. Third and fourth tier. Um, those who are on those tiers are looking at the bottle that I have currently almost finished. I've got maybe <sighs> a drink left. This was a full bottle of lemon vodka. Soul. I'm a German woman. I'm ready to go. I'm here to have a good fucking time. Let's own this shit, bitch. <laughs> I'm ready, Julia.
1: Oh, my word. All right. Well, I had to restart my computer, so I have to just reopen the tabs that I honestly didn't realize had closed, which makes sense. So, hold on. But, honestly, we want to...
0: I am super... um, I am super intrigued by this year. I think... Well, no, I don't think, but this is the first time where Halloween has been kind of trapped you know i mean we're in this Mm -hmm. pandemic this quarantine i think it's really important to kind of touch base with our with the wiccan community i don't know if we have any wiccans who follow us or listen to our podcast but Mm -hmm. i mean if you have any thoughts or mental process of how this pandemic has affected you emotionally like i think that'd be very intriguing to learn about i've been seeing a lot more of which tiktok than witch normal <laughs> yes witch talk than normal yeah so i think with this time of year coming around um it just makes me wonder how those types of communities or religions are experiencing this year because it's extremely different I feel like halloween is a very social
1: mm-hmm.
0: very connected time also of year full
1: moon this year on
0: Halloween. That's true, too. My aunt, my grandmother actually did mention that. She was like, I want you to be extremely aware that the full moon and Halloween are literally one and one this year, so... Wow. Do that as you will, but that will not be mentioned till I do my talking, because I got a lot to say for this final all right, all right. Halloween episode.
1: I'll begin with mine. I... I went on our friend Hee Shofar's Reddit page again. <laughs>
0: we love him. He's, he's and our I, star.
1: I am reading another one of his scary stories just because I thought you know, it's Halloween. It's it's time to tell another tale.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, bitch. Absolutely.
1: Alright, so again, this is Hee Shofar on Reddit. If he wants us to Share his Instagram, let me know, and I will also do that. But this is called One Saturday Night, and it is from seven years ago. So, like, we going back. I creeped. I lurked.
0: (laughs) Wait, seven years? How old were we seven years ago? Fifteen? No. (laughs) Oh, Oh, oh my God. Seventeen, right? Sixteen? Sixteen, seventeen? Well, I was
1: sixteen because I'm younger.
0: I'm twenty-five. I'm 24. Okay, so yeah. So, okay, okay, okay. 16 slash 17. Yeah, alright. Wow. Uh, alright, so, that's back. This guy goes back. Shit. And he's younger than we are. On.
1: Isn't he? Mm, I don't know. I think so. I don't know.
0: Shit. <laughs> Read along.
1: Anyway. <laughs> this is called One Saturday Night. I walked into my kitchen to make myself dinner. I went to the fridge and stared into it for what always felt like an eternity when trying to decide on what to eat. I finally gave up and closed the door, hearing the cold air be pushed out with a loud whoosh. I looked through cabinets and finally settled on an orange out of the fruit basket on the kitchen counter. I peeled it as I walked back to the couch. I plopped down and turned on the TV. I hadn't been feeling great so I decided to stay home this nice evening. I flipped through the channels but nothing good seemed to be on. Nothing but reality crap. Repo men shows, Real Housewives of Who the Hell Cares, and ghost hunting shows. I hated them more than anything. The terrible acting made me mad. And for a show that focuses around ghost hunting, they never documented a single real thing. But then again, I was a teenager, so I thought everything sucked. I kept channel surfing until I finally found Comedy Central, where I watched raunchy TV. The next thing I knew, my eyes shot open. I must have fallen asleep. It was pitch black outside now. I had been awoken by hearing the front door slam. I figured my parents were home from their night out already. I muted the TV, leaned forward, and stretched as I tried to get up from the couch. I was still in that sleepy, groggy, after-nap glow, so I fell back and had to try again. Once I was up, I walked towards the front door hallway to see my mom and dad. But when I turned the corner, no one was there. A chill instantly ran down my back. I turned around and looked towards the kitchen thinking maybe they had already walked past. No one. I walked upstairs and looked into their bedroom. Nothing. I knew I heard that damn door slam. I started checking all the rooms, my pace and heartbeat both gaining speed as I progressed throughout the seemingly empty home. I went back downstairs and looked outside the front door. The front yard was deserted, and my parents' car was not in the driveway. I slowly shut the door and locked it, and put the chain on the latch as well, just to be safe. I backed up slowly, but still watching the door, almost thinking that I was going to see it open it by itself. I made it back to the living room. Then, from the kitchen to my left, I heard a noise that broke the eerie silence of the room. Hey, big bro! A voice echoed through the room. I stumbled back, falling over the back of the couch. I quickly got back up to my feet and looked towards the kitchen. And standing behind the middle island was my youngest sister, Sammy. I clutched at my chest. That was the worst scare I had ever had. "'Sammy, what the hell? How'd you get in here?' I asked, looking around, making sure there wasn't anyone else in the room with us. "'I thought you were supposed to be at a party tonight.' "'I used the front door, doofus, and I didn't make it to the party,' Sammy said, adjusting the red hairband she had on. "'I walked into the kitchen, still trying to catch my breath. "'What do you mean, didn't make it?' I asked, pulling a bottle of water out of the fridge. "'Sammy turned towards me, causing the red hairband to fall forward again. "'She pulls it back into place.' I mean, my ride never showed up at the mall, so I would have had to walk all the way there. There's no way I'd make it, so I just came home instead. I sipped from the water bottle slowly and calmed down. You almost gave me a heart attack. I heard the door slam, and then I didn't see anyone. I walked back over to the couch and sat back down. I unmuted the TV and sipped from the water again. Sammy walked over, leaping over the back of the couch and landed next to me, scaring me yet again. The two of us sat there for a moment in silence. I'm bored. Oh, bored. Let's play a board game, Sammy finally said. Nah, I'm good, I answered, not even looking at her. Not exactly in the mood right now. Sammy looked at me with her wide eyes that she still thought worked on me. Come on, please. We never play games anymore. I said I'm not in the- I was cut off by another slam coming from the front door. I shot off of the couch to my feet. Sammy stood up behind me. What the hell was that? I said under my breath. I stepped forwards towards the hall. Once I had a view of the door, my heart skipped a beat. The door was wide open. I locked it. I know I locked it. Sammy walked up behind me. I double-locked that door three minutes ago, I said quietly again. Oh my god, is it a burglar? Sammy stood behind me, wrapping her arms around my waist. I could feel her shaking with fear. The chain would be broken if someone kicked it in. So with the deadbolt, I looked at the door, and the chain was not only fine but hooked to the other side, and the door frame was still intact. You don't think it's a, you know, a. G-, Sammy tried to say, but I cut her off. Stop! I refuse to believe that. There's absolutely no way. I took her arms off my waist and walked towards the door. Sammy backed towards the, around the corner and poked her head out to watch me. I slowly approached the open doorway. As soon as my hand was in reach of the door, I shut it quickly and locked it again, making sure the deadbolt was all the way over, and I tested it, making sure it didn't budge. I didn't bother with the chain. I turned around and looked at Sammy, peeking around the corner. I must not have locked the door all the way, I said, starting starting to walk back towards her. I took a couple steps before hearing a loud click. I stopped dead and looked at Sammy, who was staring at the door intensely. Slowly, I turned and saw the door slowly swinging open. I closed my eyes, not believing what they were telling me. I opened them and saw the door was still open. I took a step forward and started to reach out towards the knob. SLAM! The door swung back shut before I could even reach the damn knob. I stumbled back again and Sammy let out a scream. I ran back to her, and we went into the living room, only it was trashed. The couch was overturned, the TV had nothing but snow on it, and my water bottle was embedded in the drywall. This is not happening, I whispered. Then we heard cracking noises behind us. We spun around, and all of the cabinets in the kitchen were swinging open and slamming shut, making that noise that happens when you hit two pieces of of lumber together. The couch slid forwards towards us, taking the two of us off our feet and dropping us to the ground. Sammy got to her feet quick and helped me up. We ran upstairs as fast as we could. We darted in my room, shutting the door behind us. I stayed against the door, thinking it might I not Sammy ran over and sat on the edge of my bed, her headband falling down again. What the hell is going on down there, I said, still pressed against the door. Sammy positioned her headband and stood up. You know exactly what it is, you just won't admit it, she said. Oh, will you stop, I snapped at her. It's probably just like an earthquake going on or something. Then it felt like something rammed against the door. I was pushed back a little, but still held on to the knob. I pushed against the door again, and I could feel something just pounding against the door. There was no denying it anymore. Something was in the house. I built up the nerve, and I threw my door open. Nothing. I looked down the hall on both sides. Fucking nothing. I inhaled deeply as I felt a rage burning inside me. I looked down the halls again. Knock this crap off, I yelled out my doorway. We've had enough, and I slammed the door again. I turned toward Sammy, who was standing in front of my bed. In my peripherals, I saw something moving on my nightstand. I looked and saw this big picture frame I had jiggling on the table. Then in an instant, it flew off the table and smashed against Sammy's face. She fell back onto my bed. I rushed forward to make sure she was okay. She was already bleeding very badly and had pieces of glass stuck in her cheek. I didn't take them out to ensure she wouldn't start bleeding even more. She cried out and in pain, and I held her in my arms. Other things in the room started to move around. I picked up my sister and opened the door and tried to make my way back down the hall. Pictures flew off the wall all around us as I made my way towards the master bedroom. I got the two of us inside and closed the door, then walked over and got inside the closet, Sammy still in my arms. I got down to my knees and looked at Sammy, her face now covered in blood. My eyes filled with tears as I looked at her. She cringed and twisted in pain, trying to reach for the shards still embedded in her face. I held her hands down to keep her from pulling them out. It's okay, I said, tears running down my cheek. We'll be okay if we just stay in here and keep quiet. She wriggled in pain, her face on fire from the glass. She looked up at me. James, she whispered to me. I'm going to miss you. I I looked at her puzzled. Then Sammy was ripped out of my arms, through the closet doors, across the room, and across the wall. She fell to the floor. I stood up and ran to her as fast as I could. I stopped dead when I saw her. A piece of wood from the closet door stuck out of her stomach. Her leg was twisted sideways on the ground, her headband in front of her eyes, causing her hair to go everywhere. I covered my mouth as tears continued to flow. I ran over and tried to take her into my arms. I moved the headband up and saw the vacant look in her eyes. Her skin felt cold to the touch and she was pale. I squeezed her close and looked up to the ceiling. Please, I said. I'll do anything you want, just bring her back. The whole room started to shake. Things flew all around us. I quickly picked her up again. I carried her out of the room and ran down the hall and down the stairs. Everything in the house was being thrown around, and I knew I needed to get out of there now. I opened the front door and quickly walked outside to the front porch. I laid Sammy down on the grass and stepped back from her. I could hear nothing but crashing coming from inside of the house. As I looked down at my sister, I felt a twitch in my leg, which I soon realized was my phone vibrating. I pulled it out and saw that my mom was calling. How could I explain this? I slowly slid my thumb across the screen. I placed the phone to my ear, but didn't say anything. James? My mom asked. James, are you there? Yeah, Mom. I'm here. I turned away from the house. The noise coming from inside made it hard to hear. James, there's been an accident. We're, we're at the hospital right now. James, your sister was hit by a car. She didn't make it. I couldn't speak. What the hell was she talking about? Sammy was right behind me. Not in some hospital. Her blood was on my shirt right now. I turned to look at her. Only she was gone. Everything went silent. But then I heard my mom's voice. But I didn't hear anything from inside the house. I walked towards the door. My mom was saying something about other people being dead from the crash, but I really wasn't listening. I walked into the house and went down the hall towards the living room. It was all normal again. Comedy Central was on TV. My water was on the table. I looked down. My shirt was clean. I didn't understand. Then I thought about one of the first things that Sammy had said to me tonight. I didn't make it to the party. What do you mean you didn't make it? I mean, my ride never showed up at the mall, so I would have had to walk all the way there. There's no way I'd make it. In that moment, I accepted two things. My sister was dead, and ghosts most definitely existed.
0: Oh my god, I have goosebumps! (laughs) (gasps) Ah. (laughs) Dude! Dude! Right. Oh my god! I literally, that last bit gave me <clears throat> such intense <a> <laughs> response! What the mm-hmm. fuck?
1: Yeah. Boop, boop. Oh my god. I just wanted to give a
0: nice spooky tale on a
1: spooky night.
0: <laughs> that is literally so scary. Mm hmm. Especially, I did not expect his mom to call. Yeah. What the, oh my god. I know. Holy shit. <laughs> Sister Dude. wasn't there. Dude. Oh my god. I literally, I, know. I was feeling it up the back of my arms, then I felt it up the back of my neck in the last few sentences, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I know. I know. I was like, Yes. That is so creepy. Do, do you believe in ghosts?
1: <sighs> That's such a hard question. I, I've it never is. It's loaded. One. It's a
0: loaded question. It is. But I've been told that I experienced one
1: by my friend Mary growing up. She said, plain as day, that I think I've already mentioned this, but that we both experienced a ghost in my house. And I have zero memory of this, but I don't know. I don't know if it's like I believe in parallel universes or something so I don't know.
0: <laughs> I think it depends on what you experience. Um my oh, Okay, so my mom grew up as I believe Catholic, but not a practicing Catholic. Her upbringing was very strange. I don't think I can share as much because it was weird. It wasn't religious. It was just odd. Um okay. Judy would I mean, she grew up in Detroit. She snuck out of school. <laughs> she she was a baddie. All my friends know Judy's a baddie. Like she's just True. A, she's just a crazy woman, but my Judy
1: takes no shit.
0: <laughs> she doesn't. She's a crazy woman. But Joe my father grew up yeah. as a I believe it's a seven-day Adventist. Could be five-day Adventist. I don't know the exact... Seven,
1: I think, right? Oh,
0: I think it's seven. seven. I think so, yeah. So oh. for five days out of the week, you can do as you please. You go to school. You go to work. You do what what you have to do to survive. And then once the weekend comes around, it's all about God. It's all about religion. You know, seven-day Adventists do not believe in cremation. So you are buried and they do they do not believe in you going to heaven unless the son of god has risen again and it's the um what's the term the uh, whenever, when everyone on earth goes to heaven it's the um oh it's not apocalypse it's not apocalypse it's the uh fuck uh,
1: i know what you're talking about um
0: oh my god it starts with an a i think yeah, I, oh my, I can't remember. Okay, so at one point in religion, both- Rapture. I, yes, the rapture. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that you. Okay. totally
1: starts with an A. <laughs> yes,
0: so, so this is common with, um, you know, Catholicism. It's, it's the rapture, but it is, you get there from two different directions. Okay, that is like, you get there at some certain point. So for my grandparents and my dad's aspect is like, you know, Jesus had already risen. So say the rapture happens in this sense. Seven day Advent- Adventism is really weird because, God, it's really weird. So Catholicism from my mom's side is if you die, your soul goes to heaven regardless. So you die and you go to heaven because my God, you died. You know, you deserve nirvana. You deserve peace if you're evil. You go to hell, like, my mom is basically like, be good to your neighbor if you're not good to your neighbor, if you're a murderer, if you're a bad person, you go to hell. Yeah. Seven day advent, oh my god. Let me tell you, you don't go to heaven when you die. (laughs) You are stuck in your body until the rapture. That's what seven-day Adventism is. You are, you're, when you die. Okay, so, I'm assuming my grandmother or father is not watching this. My mom has said she watched <laughs> this, but her religion is not my father's religion. And my father married into my mother's religion. So, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in Catholicism. Goodness. So, there's just a lot. So, in seven-day Adventism, when you die, your soul does not leave your body until the rapture. Which says, say, so my grandfather died about two years ago. This means that he was buried because seven-day Adventism does not believe in cremation. So you're buried, but they don't believe in cremation They also do not believe in your soul ascending. So your soul is in the ground. And you're waiting. So. (sighs) You're you're waiting. Um, You know. I'm not a fan. (laughs) I mean. I would say. My father isn't either. Because he went to my mom's religion. As soon as they got married. Like he was like. That shit's fucked. And I mean there's some, you can't do sports seven day ad, you can't. On the weekend it's all church, so you cannot do anything sport related. And Joe was all about sports, so as a child, he was like, what the fuck, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I am a Catholic Christian, I believe in cremation, and that when you die, you go somewhere else nice. Which I find pretty nice, because if I die, I'd, I like to go somewhere nice, but it makes you wonder, you know, you have these, this is the lead-in where you have the these two idolations where I feel like a lot of times people question this ideal of Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, like what happens after you die. And if you're not part of this ideal of nirvana, where do you go? And then I bring hmm. you today shadow people. Stop. So my father, despite being raised in this previous ideal of seven-day Adventism, of the fact that there is no afterlife, there is no heaven until Jesus comes to terms and then brings you into heaven, until you are brought physically into heaven by the hands of some obscene force, of some heavenly force, um, you're stuck here. And I have some actual experience with this, which recently in the last two weeks, I've actually accumulated more information from my brother and from my mom. <sighs> yep. Okay, so I think in the first, second, or third Podcast, I briefly talked about my experience with shadow people. And Mm -hmm. I thought for a very long time it was something that occurred just because of my hyperactive imagination. I was someone at a very young age, doctor diagnosed, someone who couldn't sleep. I was constantly overreacting, I had a lot of anxiety it was something caused by what my doctor said was hyper imagination <laughs> and all right that was that was diagnosed like i had to have surgery on my eye at one point when i had a thorn lodged into my eye socket and oh. i was not able to be given tranquilizers because of hyperactive imagination hyperactive energies within like how i was i just couldn't combat the tranquilizers which was relative to my psychiatric diagnoses and well i wasn't diagnosed but it it relates to recent or childhood experiences of dreams that happened so i'm going to just start with shadow people from my experience before i talked to my brother (sighs) And before I talked to my mom when I was nine and lived in Owings, Maryland. So this is something that was brought up briefly I think. Our third or fourth episode. It was a long time ago, but yeah, shadow people are known as figments that appear at night and they are what they are described of. They have Zero physical attributes. They are basically shadow people. There's nothing to them that you can describe as someone you've seen before. They are silhouettes of an image of someone that you'd see on the streets, but no one in particular. So I start at the age of nine I was living in Owings, Maryland in a house that had names carved into concrete along a sewer grate outside the house. This is a very old brick building. I mean, it was paneled, but it wasn't fancy. You know, it was made at one point and it was not updated at any point in time. And in, I believe... See, I was born in 95, lived on the coast until 92. I think it was 93. Well, 95, well, 98. And we moved in three years later. So 98. (laughs) I was was like, what? 95 (laughs) to 98. I believe it was 98 because Eric was born, my brother. And this house was weird. I knew it was weird when we first moved in. And at one point, over time, I started having night terrors. And these night terrors would happen consistently. And consistently until when I moved to New York, but it was bad in Maryland. My mom used to have to get up and she would come into my room and she would shake me and she would be like, Emily, 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 you have to stop screaming. Because it was, oh my God, it was the 90s. You know, like no one knew anything. I mean, I was five or (laughs) four or five in the 90s living in this house and she would be like, why are you screaming in the middle of the, like wh- what is this? Is this is unnecessary. <laughs> and so chill. Yeah. And over time the screaming it consisted but it would end so quick my mom wouldn't have to come in because I would wake up. I would scream and wake up and I would sit up and I would look around and nothing nothing would be there but I would remember waking up with such with such Urgency, such fear that I would have to. I remember laying down in my bed and looking to the left and like looking out my window, and I, I would wish that the sun was coming up. I would wish that dusk was coming or like dawn, that dawn would come because I wanted the sun so bad because I was so afraid for some reason. Uh-huh. And a few months. Into living there, my brother started sleeping in my room. I remember being really irritated, and I'd be like, Eric, you can't sleep in here. Like, this is my room, this is my space. And he would say, He's coming for me. He'd be like, like, The man's coming for me, and I have to stay in here. He doesn't come in here, so I have to sleep in here. (sighs) And this was before. My first experience with shadow people, and Eric told me that at night. So, if you're not familiar with Maryland, most southern households have water softeners because water's really hard when you're by the coast. So you don't usually have well water. In the north, you can you can get away with well water, or city water because it's it's filtered, but. If you're taking water, like, from the coast, if you're right by the coast, which is where I was raised, you have a water softener, which puts, like, you know, salt into the water, which clarifies it so you can actually consume tap water or cook with it. But in the middle of the night, whenever the softener, which was the water softener, would turn on, my brother, for some reason, would think that, man would emerge from the basement oh, and then run up the stairs, <gasps> only to oh, his God. bedroom, grab his legs from the bed, and drag him downstairs into the basement room where we would soften oh. the water.
1: Oh, I just got full body chills. The idea of anything running up the stairs. Oh, yeah.
0: <gasps> oh, and we had, like, the stairs where it was, like one level turn, two level curve. So it was like I mean, he could imagine it and he said, he was like, the man will not go to your room. He was like, I have to sleep in here because he won't come for me in here. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, you can sleep in here. I don't care. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. (sighs) And so every Tuesday or Wednesday Eric would come into my room and he would sleep in there. And then one night it was a Tuesday and Eric wasn't in my room for some reason. I was very used for him coming into my room because of his like fear of the water softener setting on. And it would, it would, it would either be like a Tuesday or like a Wednesday morning. It would turn on and then he would have these dreams of the monster coming up. Cause like it was either the sound or something would trigger him to think this man was coming up from the basement to get him. But one night I woke up and I remember going to sleep on a Tuesday and it was like in the middle of fall and I sat up and I was looking around and Eric wasn't there on the floor. And I had my analog TV in the corner and I was already super anxious because I had already been diagnosed with hyperactive imagination. So I knew like, if you wake up in the middle of the night, it might not be real. So my doctor was like, whenever you wake up, no matter if it's a nap or in the middle of the night, you instantly have to pinch yourself or like feel something. He's like, you have to feel something. So I woke up and I pinched myself. I pinched yourself, I pinched yourself, pinch yourself, And I was like, okay. I was like it hurts. It's like it hurts really bad because I was like not fucking around because before this whole thing I was like I was having nightmares that were like fucked up and I was like I'm not fucking doing this anymore. I was like if I'm waking up, I want to be awake. So I was pinching myself. And I remember like I was like it hurts. I was like it hurts really bad. And then I looked to my door. And I froze. Please don't. And I'm looking I'm looking at the doorway and The way my hallway was set up was it was a long hallway. And my brother was, there was was a staircase right at the end of the hallway. My brother's room was halfway through the hallway. Then you get to the end, three-fourths of the hallway was my mom's room, my parents' room. And at the very end, the last door of the hallway, the last one, was my room. I was the very last room of the hallway. I remember looking at the hallway and looking through my door space because it was halfway open. The door was just ajar and it was pitch black and I was afraid instantly. So I pinched myself. I did exactly what I was told. I pinched, I pinched, I pinched, I pinched and I was like, okay, I don't hear anything. I don't hear anyone talking to me because when I had nightmares that were extremely lucid, I used to dream of people under my bed talking to me. But this time I didn't hear anything, but I could feel how sharp and stinging my pinches were. And it was, it was, it was, it was sharp. I remember looking there and suddenly there was, there was someone standing there. No. (laughs) And I remember looking and I remember thinking like this isn't real. This isn't real because my doctor told me this is this isn't real. Because I've had these experiences before but I couldn't remember. <sighs> and my mom told me if I ever saw someone like this, I should pinch my arm or I should pinch my tummy to make sure I was awake. And I remember pinching myself all over, like literally all over, and I could feel it. <laughs> And that was one thing that was different than my hyperactive imagination was dreaming. Because I couldn't feel those pinches before. And this thing standing at my doorway, it I could see its, like, hand. It was almost like a mitten, where, you know, it has, like, that, like, soft side. But you can definitely see where its fingers are. It curled around the yeah. side of my door and I could see it hugging <sighs> the inside and it took its other arm and it hugged it and it, cl- it crawled up the side of my door. Stop. What? And I was staring at it and I, I never moved. And then at one point, it just hung there as if it had its one arm like hung over the side of the top of my door. And nothing happened. I just saw its head And I, and this is the one thing I will never forget until the day I die. I Mm. sat back in my bed, and I pinched myself a few times, nothing happened. And then I raised my arm, and then I waved at it. And you want to know what it did?
1: Did he wave
0: back? It did. It took its little, I, I fucking... Aaron will, Aaron will not let me talk about it. It was at the top of the door, hanging, and it took its other arm. I remember, like, I can see it, like, in my mind right now, and it waved. Just like that. It was so small. And it waved back at me. I want to puke. (laughs) I want to puke. It gets worse. Ready? No! Why is, how is it worse? Ugh. So I remember this moment of me watching this shadow person and I felt, I didn't feel afraid. I actually felt comforted by this because it was so small to begin with. When I first saw it at the door, it was short. It was as if it was peeking around the door to see if I was awake. And for some reason, I didn't feel afraid. So after it waved at me, I went to bed. And I never mentioned it ever again. But two months ago, okay, two months ago today, I hadn't mentioned it since because I thought it was crazy. I was talking to Judy, who is my mother, but everyone, I I call my mom Judy because yeah. her name is iconic, <laughs> honestly. But um, I was talking to my mom, and I was like, "Listen, something's been bothering me because I had been exploring religion and just kind of." life in general because of the pandemic because i'm a fucking psycho and i just was like very curious about what's going (gasps) Uh. on in the world and i was like judy were you ever unsettled by the maryland house um the owings house to be specific the one that was two streets up from the coast and she was like yes she said in the middle of the night she would wake up and her bedroom was right next to mine, so it was at the end of the hall, you know. But mine was at the end of the hall, and her was hers was, like, adjacent, so it was right next to it. Mm. So she said she would look into the hallway, oh, and she would see a man or a figure the standing there. And she said it would... <sighs> that was the one reason why she would never... You know, she never questioned my brother's fear because she was like, okay, well, I have these nightmares where I see someone standing in the hallway and I don't know what to do about it. She's like, I don't know how to respond to that as someone, as I am, you know, an adult woman who has had religion, who has had, you know, teenage years, adulthood, you know, how do you respond to that view she told me, she was like, I would look, I would wake up, she'd sit up and she'd look into the hallway. She would see it. She would see the shadow person there. And then all I could think of after she told me that two months ago was like, oh my God, me too. I would wake up and they would be at my doorway and I would wave to them. I would wave to them, Julia. And they would wave back. I hate this so much, which leads me into the exact topic of today's discussion, which I mean is shadows, shadow people. Are they real? Are they not? I mean, I, I think we need to be hyper aware because this shit's fucked up. I didn't think, I thought for sure, because I was diagnosed with hyper-imagination. Like, I was diagnosed with being abnormal. Like, not just being imaginative, you know? But Judy? Mm-hmm. Judy's a little sus. The fact that Judy saw something's a little sus, because Judy is super conscientious of her surroundings, and she won't admit anything unless Mm. she is sure she saw it you know like julia you know judy is a (laughs) badass and she won't fucking say anything unless she fucking means it true that's that's what fucked me up that's why when i said two months ago i was like mom i never mentioned this but there was someone in the house and they would come to my bedroom and I would wave to them at my door, but they never came in. And I'm going to give you guys a little a little background of the idea of a shadow person. Because I think it's really important not to be creepy, but I think it's important. So, a shadow person... Is the perception of a patch of shadow as a living humanoid figure and interpreted as the present of a spirit or other entity, the believer as paranormal or supernatural. So if you go to bed and then open your eyes into the dark and you see a figure and you close your eyes again, you open again and it's still there, that can be interpreted as a shadow person. But I want to make something especially clear. If this shadow person is wearing a hat, and I mean a hat. Wait, no. This is this is important. Julia, this is important. This is important. Do I want to hear this? I don't think I want to hear this. No, you do. You do. You do. You do.
1: I All right, fine. You know. If he has a
0: fucking hat. Okay. If he has a hat, you have to be aware. That something detrimental is about to happen in your life. And this might not include you, but it might include something or someone in your life that you're related to. It could be a friend, someone that you're in relation to, a family member. But something might happen that is unlucky to that person. If that shadow person is wearing a hat when you see them. Do you remember when I did
1: the European folklore story? Wasn't there a tale of some small creature thing that wore its hat?
0: Yes. But Am I making per- that up? No, you're <laughs> right. But this person in particular is of human size. It is as if a man is looking over your figure and is wearing a hat. So, for example... Stop. So, I recently watched a story. Let me look it up real quick because. No. I wasn't going to mention them. Shadow. I hate it. People I hate it. YouTube. I think it's. Oh, God. So, the YouTube name of the channel is Bedtime Stories. And Aaron actually told me not to watch this because. <laughs> um i he kind of knows my family is oddly superstitious or maybe (laughs) haunted but he feels very unsettled by me watching things like this so if you go to bedtime stories there is shadow people in the smiling man and if you want to know more about my experience with life You should watch (laughs) Julia already knows not to watch it. Julia I will not watch this. You don't have to because I've already told you everything. (laughs) But if (sighs) if you're not my best friend, then you should probably watch it if you want exact feelings of what I'm talking about. But it is bedtime stories on YouTube. And Aaron will let me he's not home yet so he won't let me talk about it when i'm when i'm home but those dark entities those shadow people are usually around when bad things are about to happen and i don't want to say that it's a lie but as soon as i realized that those shadow entities were real Um, My brother was diagnosed with diabetes at 9, which is extremely rare. And then my father did have three heart attacks between 14 and 25, which is also extremely rare. And my mother is diagnosed with white matter disease, which is leading to Alzheimer's, which is extremely rare for her age. So I think it is something that if maybe you can contradict with an exorcism or something else, I think it's important to emphasize because my mother was extremely afraid of the Maryland house. And as soon as we moved, Eric, my brother, got sick. And then my dad got sick. And then my mom got sick. I have not gotten sick. I'm the only person in the family who has not gotten sick. Actually, I'm the only person who has never gotten sick. I've never gotten the flu. I've only severe anxiety. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that. I, I can think, wonder why. I think that's fair. But I just, I thought that would be an extremely Halloweenish concept to oh, talk about.
1: My word. Right. I am uncomfortable, to say the least.
0: I mean, I saw on the Bedtime Stories YouTube page, (sighs) one man who shared his story said he was a child when he first saw his shadow person. He did not realize the shadow person wore a hat until a few times. When he wears a hat, it is always something that leads to death or detrimental circumstances. His neighbor Ugh. had died shortly after he had seen the man with the hat. If you see a shadow person with a hat, you need to be aware. And that's just... I'm not saying that to be, like, rude or crazy, but I th- i think I saw shadow people, Julia, as a child. I just
1: feel like I'm now gonna have nightmares about this. And... I'm unhappy.
0: <laughs> I mean uncomfortable. I am, uncomfortable. We, <laughs> I am... <laughs> we mentioned this very previously. I think it was might have been the second or third episode, but I was like yeah. when you t- when I texted you last night and I was like, Did you think of anything in New York? Not yet, and I was like, you know? I'm I'm like a full shadow person. <sighs> and I have actually some pages up right now let
1: me give me a great second. i don't want them
0: <laughs> you don't. <know, laughs> keep them <laughs> actually wait did i close them by accident oh shit good <laughs> I, think I did i did bitch get rid of them but it's it's Bye. basically the exact thing i said shadow people will occur to you in times of great catastrophe and that does not mean world catastrophe That could mean in your own personal experience, this time in life is extremely hard for you. So you're going to see these shadow people because the experience that you're currently having is a catastrophe for you. That's extremely important because, say, a world war is not a catastrophe for one person in the suburbs, but... The death of a parent might be a catastrophe for that one person, but do you mm. see how they can differentiate? It depends yes. on the person. I don't like it. Me neither, I'm- bitch. That's why my mom never <gasps> fucking told me that she saw someone in the fucking hallway when we were kids and I used to imagine, like, imagine it. I just... No. No. I mean, is yeah. Answer. I mean, you would get along with Aaron so well because when I talk to him about <laughs> this, he looks at me and he's like, "Bitch, you're fucking scary." For I love you, yeah. For one, like, don't get me wrong, I love you, but like, you're scary as hell, bitch. Like, yeah, shut the I don't fuck think up. Think I'd be <laughs>
1: as willing to have this conversation with you if we were in the same country. I think I'd be like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Aaron told me I could have this conversation as long as he wasn't in the apartment. And he isn't.
1: So. Fucking fair.
0: <laughs> I give it to him. But to be completely honest, it's also proven that some shadow people who do not wear the hat are not malevolent. So it is possible uh. that the shadow person I saw when I was a child, who was small enough to be below <sighs> the middle si- size of a door frame, to crawl up and then wave at me was not malevolent because I I never, I never, (laughs) I never saw the shadow person with a hat and that was the, that's the shadow person people should be aware of. So if you see a shadow person who wears a hat, I'm talking a full on like old person's press hat or sailor's hat. Like it's, it's, it's straight across the bottom. High on the top. You should be aware that someone within 50 meters or 50 feet of you is is in danger. That's what the lore tells me. Great. And can we end this episode? I mean, we can now, yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm scared, too. Aaron's not home yet. And I thought he'd be home by now. Oh. Okay. Well, it's ten o'clock. It's pitch black. Oh all shit! My I tried so late Okay. So, yeah. oh my God, yeah. ladies, I must say, thank you, Carrie and Cassia, for loving us as always. It's gotten spooky. It's Halloween. Yeah. I went all in. I brought in the darkest I could bring. <sighs> I'm here for you, baby. I didn't have to. I didn't have to, but I did. But we thank you, our Patreons. We love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting us every day. Um, and just, you know, I know more viewers. I think this is a huge accomplishment for us. Long term, I am so happy to do this with my, like, literally my best friend. Like Julia is oh. my sole person. <laughs> I am so happy that we made it to the end of the year with you guys. This bitch drunk. <laughs> I am drunk, 100%. I mean, if you weren't there for the live stream, email, message us, and we will make <laughs> another one so you can attend, oh. but... She knows I'm a sucker when I'm drunk. Is this, was this a test, yeah. Did you want me to get to the end of this and then talk good about you? Because I feel like that's what you want. Either way, I love her to so our death. 17th um, episode, so more than four <laughs> months. I am just so grateful that she had asked me to participate with her because oh. I love her so much. Oh. So thank you to our patrons, to our maker of... The whole thing. freaking Julia. She's oh. a goddamn goddess. <laughs> Love her so much. Um, and as usual, oh. you know, what can I say other than stay spooky, my friends? You know, we are your hosts. I'm Emmy. And I'm Julia. <laughs> and we will see you next week, my babies. Ah! Bye! <laughs>